November Beer Cleaves here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable digs. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock. That's what I'm talking about. I missed you. How are you? How are you, Pike? Wow. Good to see you again. It's good. I'm fine. I missed you. I missed this. I'm very tired. I know. You're just telling me that you didn't get a wink of sleep last night. Not even anything. No. I said I got to work this morning. I was filling in on the morning show, so you have to get up at 3.30 in the morning. And I got to work, and I proceeded to tell the person I'm working with how I didn't sleep at all. And then my next story was a, about a dream I had had. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> She's like, well, that doesn't add up. <laughs> I think you might have slept. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, it, if I did, boy, it was a really light sleep. Just barely enough to, to, to you know be dating a pop star and her boyfriend got real mad nice you should have been yeah. like yeah i don't know it was while i was driving in today that i had that dream <laughs> yeah completely unconscious driving in like more of a more of a fantasy yeah <laughs> so i'm just obviously delirious at this point well don't worry i don't know what's real what's not is this a dream we'll this see. is real you are a dude. I'll tell you what. It's my dream. You're making my dream come true right now. We're going to be talking growth versus value stocks today. Or maybe I said value versus growth stocks. It doesn't matter. Talk about investing in stocks. A lot of people are in. Dude, people are in on stocks right now. They, I think they were like, oh, shit. A lot of people make money on Wall Street. Maybe I should get in on that. And so people are learning all kinds of new stuff. So I'm going to, if you don't know about value investing or growth investing, we're going to go over those and do a little pro and con and see which, which camp you fall into Pike and, and see where you're at on the whole thing. Fun. It's all fun. You know, it's not, it's not your grandpa's stock market. You know, it's not the guys in the suits drinking coffee with the newspaper discussing stocks anymore. It's for everyone. For everyone, dude, it's idiots in a basement uh, in Cleveland, just wheeling and dealing <laughs> here, baby. You know, on the stock market, <laughs> just buying stuff. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, and the information's out there, which is uh, hopefully what we'll bring today on the show. So we got a good one today. We'll have the news that matters. We got value versus growth stocks, and also, of course. Before we even get into, let me ask you this. Can I give a little shout out here? Can I do a little shout sure. out? Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. We got another patron on the old Patreon, Pike. Nice. Who is it? Dude, it's the one and only Beercles. Beercles is now jumped on. Ooh, love it. Beercles, welcome. Welcome. 
And if you're like Beerkley's or Pike's brother, Bobby, who is the lead singer of Low Standards, new song out, uh, make sure you check your goddamn messages on Patreon because <laughs> that's where I'll message you to send you the stickers. Because once you sign up for the special committee, you get all three levels here. The members of the special committee, it's five bucks a month. You get the member of the special committee sticker. You get the Patreon. Uh, uh, Project Payhem sticker, which is dope, right? Project Payhem. And you get the uh, member of the uh, elevated member of the committee sticker, which is only a dollar a month. Okay. And you get, there's benefits for all these, not just the stickers. But uh, Bobby was just telling Pike, like, yo, bro, I never got my stickers. And I'm like, yeah, because I never got his address. And I mess message him. So check the <laughs> messages on Patreon if you're a member of the special committee. All right. Yes, uh, very very idiotic, that guy. Um, hey, so <laughs> you you were gone you were gone for a whole week. Care to share? You were in my state. And I didn't even see you, dude. Pretty I narrow know. state. Yeah. Well, I like to think I was in your state, but I was in a different universe, Pike. I was in a different <laughs> world altogether. I was in Miami. You're in Orlando. Uh, yeah, you know when I we bought don't associate. When I bought these plane tickets, okay, I flew Frontier. I had zero problems, zero. But when I bought oh, the good. tickets, they were exceptionally cheap to the point where right. I bought one for my daughter, who's one year old, one years old. And I was like, ah, we'll get you a ticket too. Why not? Come on, Lord, you know? Ba baby's first plane ticket. Baby's first right. plane ticket is right. Because normally, if they're under two, they're a lap infant, and you can you don't have to pay for a seat. They can just sit on your lap, and you're good to go. But, you know, my daughter's like a hurricane. So I was like, we're getting her a seat because they're so cheap. Round trip for four people. Four plane tickets. Round trip. Cleveland to Miami direct was $210 for four God. fucking people round trip. Okay? This is That's like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Cheap tickets. And when I got to Florida, I realized everyone else saw the same deal. It wasn't, it wasn't just me. Uh, what kind of clientele were we working with? Trash bags, man. Yeah. Trash bags. It was anyone who's ever wanted to go to Miami can now officially afford to go to Miami. And they were pulling that fucking trigger, Pike. It was... Oh no! It was bananas. So we didn't stay on South Beach, okay? We we went to Miami because we have family in Miami. My sister-in-laws are in Miami. My wife's uncle is in Miami, and he has a young son that's very similar in age to my son. And so it was, you know, we usually go there often. We usually see it, try to see them like every six months, right? Because they're family. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so. We haven't seen them in a while because of the pandemic, because of the, you know, all the shit going on. First of all, on the flight, you know, the CDC announces like masks are uh, optional, you know, <laughs> for people. So yeah. you get on the flight, masks are mandatory on the flight, but dude, fucking people are like pulling down their masks to cough in their hand and they're like, hey, can you hand this lady my trash? You know, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, what? put it up, yeah. bro. You know, like, dude, it was, yeah. The lady just had it hanging from her ear the whole time. She goes, you know, total smoker voice was like, 
Don't worry, I'm vaccinated. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so frustrating. I don't why I get so mad. Not because I'm like a, you know, like, of course, people should wear masks. But the thing I'm most mad about is that if I have to do it, then you have to fucking do it, too. Yeah. It's just like a, you're get no, you're not above me. So <laughs> put it on. It's like a, I'm the kid in school. Like, he, hey, I'm a total tattletale. Like, you know, Johnny has a pop in his desk. I'm like, well, d- d- does that affect you in any way? Well, no, but I don't have a pop in my desk. So get this shit out of there. I don't know why the pop in the desk is that the uh, dude, kids do that. I don't know. Dude, when they snuck a pop in the desk, it was like, oof. <laughs> How dare you? I know it's your top pop. Yeah. That sugary goodness. I would, oh, fuck you. Uh, You're not allowed to have I would. Lo- I would love to have a pop in the desk, but I don't because I respect the rules. And <laughs> you're going to just have, have a pop in the desk? Come on. No way. So we go to we go to South Beach and do when I talk about it being another fucking planet, it was okay. So I'm there with my kids. I have two kids. You know this, Pike, but maybe the the committee doesn't know this. My kids are four and one, about to be two, two next month, right? So young kids. We're we're gonna go for a bike ride. We're gonna rent some bikes. We're gonna ride up and down the bike path on South Beach, right? It'd be nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely, right? Good old family fun. Nice and clean family fun. I drop off my wife, my sister-in-law, and my two kids at the bike rental place. And I proceed to go try to find fucking parking, okay? Which is not an easy task. No. While trying to find a parking spot, I saw two people arrested, and I saw a dude during doing burnouts in the middle of an intersection... (laughs) <laughs> at 3.30 on a Wednesday. I was like, what are we doing here in South Beach where it is, it's like mid-lunch. No one has a shirt on. Everyone's like, do a burnout to like this guy who's clearly in a rental Camaro just doing oh. donuts and burnouts and just everyone cheering and smoking blunts and pouring liquor in everyone's mouths on the sidewalk. I was like, what the fuck? Where, where um, am I? It's a pandemic. What are we doing here? You know? Oh my god! It sounds fun. It would I mean, like dangerously fun. Yeah. It would be fun if I was, you know, mid twenties without children. But I'm with my children, and I'm like walking through plumes of of you know Swisher sweet. Smoke. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. My innocent. That's child. a whole state. Oh, I swear, man. this whole this whole city smells like Swisher sweets. Yeah. Like, why? What? Who's smoking those? Dude, I. You know what? Dude, but just it was just oh, it was just a wild wild place. I realized these plane tickets are attracting a certain type of you know class of person, and the same thing was happening. Yeah. In Vegas, but it wasn't like this. Like Miami was another yeah. level, you know. It was because yeah, like for a while in Vegas when I was still living there, it's like thirty dollar flights round trip to Vegas. Like stupid, it was like a bus ticket, you know. And so what you end up getting is you get like a lot of people getting into fights, people getting really drunk, people getting, you know, what I mean, you got 
And Florida is so diverse in terms of swamp people, old people, Latinos, uh, young party, college kids that can finally afford the flight that are in there. You know, I mean, that just want to booze it up. It was like the most insane group of humans, South Beach. I was like, yeah. get me out of right. here, dude. Yeah, it was it was wild. How long were you there? Seven days? Uh, we were there five, five nights, six days, yeah. Damn, that's a long time. It didn't feel like so, a long time. Felt- did you ever, get to, you ever get to let it rip? Have some daiquiris on the beach? No. I mean, I, I bought a bottle of whiskey and I, uh, see, we got, we got like a, an Airbnb. We didn't stay on South beach cause, cause I know it's insane normally, but it wasn't, I've never seen it like this. And so we were at like, like I was telling you before the show, we're like mid beach, which is nobody calls it mid beach, but it's like, <laughs> it's not South beach. It's not, not North beach. Yeah. It's really this weird. <laughs> It sounds like beach purgatory is where you are. <laughs> I was floating beach purgatory, man. No, we stayed um, at this really nice place. And I want to stay right on the beach because everything with children is like a huge pain in the ass. You know, like uh, you go to the beach. I don't want to have to carry chairs and towels and an umbrella and toys and I don't want to walk. You know what I mean? I just wanted to walk out the door and step on the beach. And so that's the kind of place yeah. we got. So we had like, we had a great, almost panoramic, like I put it on my Instagram if you want to check that out, but it was only one view. I had a whole back of the apartment, had the whole skyline of Miami, had, it was, it was oh. actually stellar, stellar place. And uh, so I would just drink whiskey on that on the patio at night after my kids went to bed. I was just like, ha ha, <laughs> poppy's time. That's right. Glug, glug, glug. It's, yeah, it went down. Let me just say it went down pretty easy. So yeah, it was a good time. That's nice. Yeah. Y'all by yourself? You just drink by yourself? That's just fine? Uh, no, I would drink. My wife would, would uh, have a drink oh. or my sister-in-laws would come over and we would... We okay. just chat on the on the deck on the balcony, you know, oh. look at the ocean, kind of a thing. Yeah, God, you love the ocean, huh? Isn't she nice? She's beautiful. She just is. makes She's... it happy. Just makes it it makes it happier, dude. Yes, and all that sun and ah. Uh, and we left Cleveland. It was like maybe fifty degrees and rainy and cold. Come back to Cleveland. It is eighty four degrees here and sunny. I'm like, when does summer happen? It's Super Damn. hot here all of a sudden. Yeah, Jesus. That's early for that. Yeah. Now that I'm not too familiar with Cleveland's climate, but my God. It's usually pretty shitty in terms of weather. Yeah, you think, that's what I hear. Yeah. But anyway. Well, well glad you had a nice time. Yeah. We missed you. Oh, you know what? I miss you. And I miss the committee. And I miss doing this show. So shout out to the committee. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you're watching, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That is huge. If you're listening, could you give us a rating and review over on iTunes? Those rating reviews have slowed down. Okay. And I don't like it. I want those rating reviews to keep going because we love doing that segment called Common Investing. It's one of our favorites where we'll read your rating and review or YouTube comments back on the air. So we'll do that coming on up here soon. So jump on there. If you want the link, it's over on uh, the description. 
underneath this video or it's in the show notes. Make sure you're just giving a rating review, Apple. What is it? Is it podcast now? iTunes? I don't know. One of those things. If you're on Apple, listen to this fucking podcast. Give us a rating review there. Okay? That's, I think, the only one that you can give rating and reviews. <sighs> With that I think said, Spotify's working on it, right? Yeah. I think so. That's probably coming. Probably coming. I think so. Hey! Let me ask you this, Pike. Okay. How, how do you feel about board shorts with the lining on the inside? They kind of cradle your balls. Are you a big fan of the well, mesh lining or are you not? No, I don't think it does any good, really. Right? I mean, what? see, what I would do is I, I generally probably am just going to wear underwear under some board shorts. Wait a minute, you go swimming with underwear on? Well, yeah, if it, especially if it doesn't have the lining. With the lining, it kind of acts as underwear, but, eh, you know. Is this normal? I, I, Am I, I doing it wrong? Because I know underwear. No, you do it. Yeah, you do it for what you want. You do it for what you want. <laughs> but, I don't know, sometimes, like, without it, I don't know, it's just, like, too, you get out of the water and it's sucked to your genitals and yeah, it's no, just, like, real. a little, I mean, I guess I'm not trying to you know, let everyone in on the the old, the old genital uh, specs, the specs of the genitals. That's right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, but it just seems to like keep everything a little more intact. Yeah, but the, the problem is that it's soaking wet forever. It like never dries out. Yeah, if you get the right underwear. I don't wear like cottony underwear. They're very spandexy. Because the, the, they dry really quickly, really nice. And they're just much more comfortable. So you wear underwear underneath your shorts when you swim in the pool or the ocean? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Wow. I feel like it's probably, I'm not saying everybody does that, but it, it's more than you think. It's got to be half and half. I don't know. I think it's half and half. Dude, I didn't know I was supposed to be doing this. Because, I, look, the suction issue is a real issue. I agree. But, I mean, I like to dry off before I get into the car and drive away. You know, I like to have my shorts yeah. dry out. So, Sure. Well, that's uh, where the dry fit underwear comes in. But, no, listen, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to wear the, the shorts. I kind of got to wear the shorts. I got to wear something. Uh, well, there's beaches for that. So, I, would, I don't know. There's no... I was like, I need shorts with the lining and then i deviated from shorts with lining now i'm kind of feeling like i'm back to shorts with lining because let me just say one word one word that we haven't mentioned yet chafing okay and that's a real issue yeah that's a oh, real issue God, yeah. you're walking around board shorts without any kind of underwear on it's, well yeah let me just say you yeah, get a merit netting. badge for creating that fire you know what i'm saying you're like oh my god <laughs> it is not a good feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scout leader Dale would be real proud. Yeah. Yeah. First name Dick. Dick Dale. Dick and Dale. Dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Woo! A lot of rubbing going on there. down there, and it's not yeah. a fun yeah. place. Yeah. You're like, boy, Florida is warm for multiple reasons. Can I get back into the water, please? <laughs> <laughs> how was the how was the water temp dude was we piping went to, like a bathtub uh you know what the water temp was 
the ocean was fine. I'm not going to complain. I mean, it was definitely comfortable, but it wasn't like bath water warm. The Olet, we went to, uh, I think it's called Oleta State Park. And um, it's, you know, like a state park. So it's underdeveloped. It's, you know, it's like what Florida would look like without humans kind of a thing. And there was like a, like a little cove, like a beach cove. And that's like super shallow sand, fish are swimming by your feet. That was like bath water. That was like, you know, 80 some degree water. It was just like, oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Spent all day nice. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm well, hey. finished. Let me ask you this. Why would, why, why, what would be a reason that you, um, <laughs> all right, let me, okay, let me rephrase. I don't want to get, all right, let me rephrase. Let me ask you this. Okay. <laughs> if your kid found, if your kid found a box with a thousand dollars in it, uh, straight cash, would, what would you, would you let him keep it? It's just a box, like just a random location, like talking side of the street. Yeah. At the park. Yeah. No idea who it belongs to. What yeah. would you do with it? <clears throat> I'd keep it. I would not let him keep it. I would keep it. I would take it away from him. <laughs> It'd be mine. Okay. Well then you're going to keep it. Yeah. It's cash. Thousand bucks yeah, cash? But, it's mine. Okay, but some people, and I, I remember specifically an episode of Doug, if you remember that cartoon. I do. He found a bunch of cash and he brought it to the police station. Like the police would know where it goes. No. No. Yeah, I'm with you. Cash? Everyone makes you feel it's bad mine. for saying that though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Cash is yours. Enjoy it. Because if you just give it away, someone else is just going to take it. Like if it's yours, yeah. if you found it in a wallet, I wouldn't take the cash. I mean, I'd still, a lot of people would just start, you know, oh, yeah, when I found it, there was no money in it. Like that to me is, that's a dick move. But if it's just straight cash, fuck that, dude, that's mine. I mean, yeah. maybe I would probably, stay, I'd give it like a, a, a good 10 banana standing around, <laughs> waiting to see if anyone else ran up and was like, hey, did you see a box of a thousand dollars here? <laughs> And I, that's what I teach my uh, son. Be like, give this a good I, 10 banana. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say 10 business days. No, no. 10 banana. 10, 10 banana. Where are, here you go. Son, this is the noble thing to do. One yeah. banana. Two banana. Just give it a little. Three banana. Hey, does, does this belong to anybody? No? Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It kind of hey, happened hey, to me. Anybody? In Vegas, we were walking around the Cosmopolitan, the Cosmo. Yeah, right off the high roller, high limit poker part section, and there was money on the floors, three hundred bucks. I just walked up, I stepped on it, looked around for a minute, just waited for someone to go. Oh, I dropped my money, right, and came back. Because if you ask yeah. someone, "Hey, did you drop this?" they're gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's mine. Thanks." You know what I mean? Because it's cash. If it was a debit card, if it was jewelry, if it was something identifiable, then you could. Right. You know, they'd be like, dude, I lost my watch. It's red with a red strap. You could be like, okay, clearly he lost his watch. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Cash? I'm with you. It's yours. It's Take that money. shit. Yes. Yeah. 
you don't get many sh- shots like that in your life. Exactly. Just take it. Yeah. All right. Precisely. That's what that's what I was wondering. Obviously, obviously I, that was burning. Yeah. I had. I know you, you. You were really dying to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> For a week, you've been like, "Oh God, I could just mm, get this question asked." I'd feel so. It's probably why you couldn't sleep last night. To be honest, it was just keeping you up. You're. You're right. What's he going to do? Keep it? Give it back? Yeah. I know what the other question you've been just dying to have answered is, which are you, value or growth stocks? Hmm? Which one are you, Pike? Well, personally, I've been spending so much time wondering what you would do with that cash. I haven't thought about this much. So that I'm excited to learn, though. Because, um, I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know the difference. <laughs> Okay, cool. Let's go over the difference here. So this is the this is like the basic, super basic foundation of investing in the stock market. And there's more there's more ways than just these two. These are two big ones, but there's obviously there's like dividend investing and there's a lot of types of investing, but these are two very large ones that have some big personalities involved. So let's break these down. Value versus growth investing. In the stock market, growth investing is when you, it's like when you look at a company that you think is going to expand or grow into the future. So investing now would be wise because you think the stock will typically go up in the future as, boy, this company is ready to fucking boom, right? I think a stock would be like Tesla back in the day, Yeah. right? The electric car. And a lot of these are what they call disruptive uh, technologies or disruptive companies. So you have a certain way of doing a company, then a disruptor comes into that marketplace and then does it completely different. So another example would be like Teladoc, where you can just FaceTime with a doctor, you don't have to go into the office, and then that doctor can actually write you a prescription via the app. And then you don't have to go in at all because you'd be like, yeah, look at this rash, you know, and you show the on the phone and they're like, oh, yeah, OK, here. Yeah, I'm sending you a prescription for that. I know what that is. Right. And then boom. And that it's cheaper. The, uh, the doctor loves it because he can see more patients and they make money and they don't have yeah. to leave the house. They could do it on the side. It's disruptive in terms of seeing a doctor. Where, where do they draw the line for that? Can, can you're going to get people calling and going, Hey, like, look, look how much my back hurts. <laughs> I want to need some pills. I did and that for my just... back. Yeah, I did that. And he's like, really? uh, yeah. He goes, I can't write muscle relaxers over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at how much pain I'm in. <laughs> 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 oh, it hurts really bad. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be like, be like doc, right? You got your phone. And you're like, Doc, Doc, look what's going on down here, man. Look what's <laughs> up down here. Look at this. Did you see that? He's like, sir, put your ankles below, out from behind your head, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to see this. I think it's yeah. a fissure. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where you draw the line. I did, like, I, I, I hurt my back. I mean, to the point where I couldn't stand up straight. I couldn't really walk without support. I couldn't couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. It was awful. And uh, he goes, you're going to have to go to the, like, or not emergency room, but what is that, like, urgent 
care or whatever. Okay, yeah. And you have, because he goes, what you did is you blew your back out. So you need, and when that happens, your muscles, they lock to protect themselves. And that's why you can't move. That's why you're immobile, because your muscles have locked up. So you need muscle relaxers to relax those muscles so you can correct it. <clears throat> you can stand up straight. So, uh, that's what I did. I went in there. I walked in all cockeyed, all weird. I'm like, ah, I hurt my back. <laughs> and the teledoc says I need this. Do you agree? And they're like, yeah, fucking here you go. And I, <laughs> I left. And it took like two oh, weeks, good. but. Now you're fully erect. Now we're rocking, baby. <laughs> um, where was I? Besides talking about me being you're erect. Well, I think we were uh, getting into disruptive companies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are like growth stocks. You know I mean? It's just an example. There's a ton of different examples of growth stocks and ways you can get something to grow. You know what I mean? Uh, or think that something is going to grow. Well, remember, this is all just kind of speculation, right? Right. And things might not be exactly what you think. That's why investing does carry a certain amount of risk. Oh, and I forgot to say, at Pike Taylor Radio and all social media, not a financial advisor, okay? Before I get into this, at Sparks Radio, I just tried putting my ankles above my head for an imaginary teledoc. Not a financial professional or guru, all right? So. It was cool. <laughs> Don't think of that. Don't think that you need to take this as advice. It is absolutely not advice. But growth stocks, you think that the company's going to grow and expand and dominate its competitors and then grow and then the stock market will increase in value. And because you bought in low and the stock is worth more, you've made a solid investment. So uh, a little bit different from value stocks because these stocks, they don't typically pay out dividends. Do you know what dividends are, Pike? Just want to make sure. Dividends are like uh, returns, basically, right? You know, yeah. Like profit, profit. Yeah. So dividend stocks are where you can, the stock will actually pay you money. <clears throat> Whether it's every quarter or every year, the stock will give you a certain amount of cash just for owing it. That's a slice of the profits from the company that they return to the shareholders. Okay. So that's called the dividend stock. Growth stocks typically don't give dividends because they're going to take any money that they make and they're going to dump it back into the company because they're trying to grow. So they're going to try to expand. So they're not buying any kind of or not returning any kind of dividends to yeah. shareholders. Value investing is different. It's where you look at a company that is undervalued at the moment. Okay, so these are usually more established companies. These are companies that you think are, boy, this thing is selling real cheap right now. And there's a lot of ways you can look at why a company is undervalued. You can look at prices, price to earning ratios. You can look at cash flow ratios. So like how much cash flow does it have currently at the moment compared to how much outstanding debt does it have? You can uh, look at book value. And book value is where you take it's a it's a simple equation it sounds very complex but it's not it's tangible assets minus liabilities divided by the amount of outstanding shares so if a company let's say a company has 
$500,000 of tangible assets. I'm talking buildings, trucks, um, it's a, this cookie place. So they have cookie sheets, they have mixers, they have, you know, fucking Mrs. Fields. I don't know, whatever, right? They have the equipment to make the cookies. They have office chairs and desks for employees, the fucking pens on the desks, right? All these things are tangible assets that could be sold for money that have a certain value. So you take that money, tangible money, how much does that company have in tangible assets? You subtract it's debt, right? How it's got loans out. It's got personal or not per. It's got uh, uh, business loans out. So it's five hundred thousand dollars in tangible assets. It's got three hundred thousand dollars of loans. Two hundred thousand dollars divided by how many outstanding shares are left. So let's say I don't know. Let's just say that there's a million shares out there. That's essentially its book value on paper if they sold today. So if you're like, oh, <clears throat> oh book value says its share should be $20, but right now it's, it's at $15. Obviously, it's a value buy, and that's called a value investor. Okay, so that's what, com that's what people are doing. And value investors, there's like fucking Warren Buffett is a value investor. That's what he made his billions doing. For a long time, he would invest in companies he thought were undervalued and he'd dump a bunch of money into it, into the stocks, and he would own a percentage of that company. Just by dumping money in the stock, it raised the price of the stock and he would make money. Just by dumping a, a bunch of money into the company stocks, the company would have more cash. Therefore, the company would be able to do more. It's like a win on top of a win. That's fucking uh, Warren Buffett's genius. And then... Lately, the most well-known value investor is Roaring Kitty at GameStop. The whole reason that one went oh, that bananas. Guy. Yeah. That's right. How much he put in there again? He put $53,000 in to GameStop. Jeez. Which, you know, that, that's a lot of stock, but it's not going to move the needle that much. But once he started talking about it and saying why he feels like it's undervalued, because they... They just got a new CEO and the new CEO had done previously uh, on other companies did wonderful things. He thinks that, you know, he was diving into outstanding shares. He was looking at book value. He's looking at price to earnings ratio. He thought it was drastically being shorted by hedge funds unfairly. And so he goes, uh, -uh this is undervalued. I'm dipping money into it. I'm throwing all my money into this fucking thing. And it turns out, Guess who was right? And now he turned that into like $30 million. Jesus. And yeah. he's out? Like he he pulled out? He's got no. that money or? Still in. No. Has it gone down? I mean, it's gone down from its height. Let's see what, as of recording yeah. this podcast, GameStop is at GameStop stock. Let's see. It's at $187. I think he bought it at like $30. Well, what Maybe did he less. get the hell out of there for? He thinks it's still undervalued at $187. He thinks it's still. Do we know this thinks, guy? No, I don't know this guy. Or is he just a, a user? I mean, is he just a username or do have we seen interviews with him? He had testified before. 
Congress. Oh, about it. Okay. Yeah, and you that's know what kind he of said? An, that's kind of an interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? He goes. He goes. I like the stock. That's all he said. He goes. I like the stock. You know why? Because he thinks it's still the trajectory of GameStop, and it's a it's ability to pivot. He didn't buy into the hype, dude. He was the hype. He's the thing. You know what I mean? He didn't buy into it. He started, yeah. he, his reasoning behind it, and he would go on YouTube and talk about it, was the reason that everyone started globbing on to GameStop because they thought it was so undervalued. And then once it got up to $441 a share, that's obviously overvalued. So yeah. where do you where do you fall in? But if the guy guy's made... You know, he's made almost triple his money. He's made, you know, over triple his money onto the, on each share. Yeah. He's nuts. still going to crush it. Yeah. Maybe he's going to pull out a certain percent so he can pay off his house. He can pay for whatever he wants, you know, that kind of thing. So this, well, this I'm is worried what, about him. Yeah. <laughs> You're worried about you on. Well, I mean, as a, as a guy who's, who's, uh, you know, tripled his money at the blackjack table a couple times. And then, you know, not pulled out. I just know. I mean, it's not the same, but it's I, not. I get that feeling. It is know? a little bit of, I guarantee it's the same kind of chemical release in your brain, but it's, sure. uh, it's not the same. It's, <clears throat> it's not because it's business and because there's a business model and it's not just, it's calculated risk and not just complete risk, which is gambling. Of course. Yeah. So those are, I mean, there's a way to do it. There, there, yeah, well, I mean, there's pros and cons for both. So let's go over the pros and cons. Pros and cons for growth stocks. You know, growth is highly volatile. So it really comes down to your risk tolerance. Like, dude, are you willing to throw your money and then watch it go away, but still hold on to that stock because you do think that it will grow? So like Tesla, for example, it didn't grow for like almost a decade. It did not grow in value. And how many times did Tesla almost go bankrupt where they did not make earnings? They they had to take out more and more billions and billions of dollars in debt. <clears throat> God. You know what I mean? It almost went belly up m multiple times. So it is volatile. It, it does take a certain amount of risk. The benefit, though, would be like you don't need as much money to get in because it's not an established company. You can get in at $30, $40 a share and be just fine. It's not going to bankrupt you. And you don't have to put in, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm putting it in to these really established companies, which could be several hundred dollars a share. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's what growth I, I, investors do. Okay. Go ahead. I like it. Okay. No, I like it. Um, it's just interesting. The Tesla thing that it, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. And how how committed, like how confident you'd have to be in the product to continue to dump money into it. It's yeah. like you're just all in on it at that point, you know? <clears throat> Imagine investing but in Tesla in like 2010. When, when did the company start? Was it 2000? I thought it was like 2008. Tesla. Let's see. Tesla stock. And I'll just go to full. Max. So... 2010, July 2nd, 2010, Tesla stock was $3.84. Damn. Yeah. As of recording this, it is $599. So if you bought in Tesla 
at $3.84. If you threw a thousand bucks into that company, 2010, you're, I, I, I'm really bad at math, but I'm going to guess a millionaire by now. Oh yeah. Really super duper rich. You know, like I would think, but yeah. that's what growth investing is. Okay. So it takes a long time. It didn't, Tesla didn't pop. Tesla went up to $37 in 2014. It went up to, it hit a max of $880 in January of 2021. So there you have it. I mean, that's where you're, you're, you're looking at 2021. You're looking at 11 years. It would take for that to pay off that bet to pay off. And again, it is a bet at that point. Just like essentially your belief in the company. Value investing is a little bit different. Value investing, pros and cons. That's where, dude, like, like look at Boeing, for example. Boeing has gone through some scandals as of late with their 737 MAX. And then you had the pandemic, so people are canceling plane orders on top of that. You know, you're looking at Boeing like, ah, oh no. You know, Boeing's been getting rocked in the, in the, uh, business of pl selling planes building and selling planes let me look at boeing here i'm just pulling this out of my ass but boeing stock so boeing went from in february of 2020 it went from 340 dollars a share to april so from february to april it went from 320 oh wait hold on three $340 a share in February to where's the bottom $124 in April. So you lost a third of its price. But if you're thinking, dude, Boeing is one of the largest plane manufacturers in the world. They're being rocked by a scandal right now. You're looking at their book value. They own all these planes. They own them, right? They have tangible assets that they could sell. Nobody's buying planes, but this pandemic will pass. They will go forward. You could have thrown down money in April at 120 some dollars a share. And then what you do, because you know it's undervalued at the moment, $124 a share. Currently, as of recording this, it's $234 a share. So you could have doubled your money. Damn. Oh, yeah, a lot of people had to have done that, right? Because... <laughs> You don't have to be real smart to think about to figure that out. And I'm That's sure it exactly. was all over. I'm sure yeah. yeah, if you're reading into it at all. Yeah. If you're reading, if you're reading company outlook, if you're looking at profits to earning ratio, if you're looking at, okay, what's its book value right now on paper, you go, dude, Boeing, super undervalued right now. Boom, you throw down cash trying to say it's is the bottom. As people start traveling, as they fix the 737 Max problem, they're gonna get back on the you know, it's it's one of the biggest plane manufacturers in the world. Yeah, you right. would think. Again, not I'm not this is not financial advice. I'm just pulling this on my ass. I'm just pulling a random company that has been rocked by scandal. So you have you have different ways that companies can be undervalued. If you're like, well, how does a company get undervalued? Uh these are also the pros is that it usually pays a dividend a dividend because these are more well established companies that have pretty much grown to the point that they will grow to. Uh, and then now they're just kind of humming along. Um, that's why people would, would, would throw money into a value stock. So there you go. That's value versus growth stocks. Those are two examples of how people invest in the stock market. If you're picking just 
singular stocks. Now, personally, I don't like picking single stocks. I like picking index funds. And I will say I'll preach that to the day I die. Index funds, you don't have to worry about this. Just get a total stock market index fund uh, with low fees. And you're just, don't even think about this shit. You're just humming along regardless of what happens. That's not very exciting, though. No, it's not. And you know what? It's, it's super definitely safe. not, not, a, not, not a fast way to make money. It's a very slow way to make money. You don't just double right. your money in eight months. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's safe, and over time, if you live long enough, that's just the thing. It's like now you're counting on living a long time. <laughs> You know, it's just well, it's quite the gamble. Yeah, but it's your risk management, your risk tolerance. Like, what are you cool with seeing your money fucking plummet? Because it takes, it's one thing to say that you have high risk tolerance and watch your money just bleed away when it's like thousands and thousands of dollars that you could potentially put in the market. And then you see, oh, shit. I mean, if you already had Boeing and you're holding on and then the scandal happens and then the pandemic happens, are you going to sell? Because there's the other side of that coin where you're like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here because my money is dying real fast. You know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what, what are you? What are you thinking? Well, growth or, well, I, or value? Which one are well, you? You know, you know, you know, I lean toward a growth stock. That's to me what <laughs> no, I would I prefer. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Based on everything I've said. Uh. You know, I just at one point here because I, you know, I contribute to a retirement fund, but I'm not really doing uh, any other investing. So it's like until you have, all right, I'm going to set aside this much money and kind of like wait and kind of identify one of these situations like Boeing or whatever other company I feel like is undervalued until I can set aside like a bunch of money, a significant amount and go, all right, I'm in. Let's go. Then I'm just talking about it. And that's all I'm doing now. So. Can we do if this? If I were to. Let's do this. Go ahead. Because I like value investing more than growth investing. Because I'm on the opposite side. So can we do this? Yeah. Can we? How much money could you set aside on this show? And then we'll both open up M1 Finance accounts. And then each week we'll okay. see who. We'll put in the same amount of money. And then each week okay. we'll see who who has more money in their account. It'll be like a okay. thing to, to test. I could do like ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars? I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Wouldn't would you be like Jesus? No, I. How's ten dollars? Yeah, like can we do a hundred bucks? Let's start with a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, a hundred bucks would be cool. All right, let's do a hundred bucks. Let's do that this week, and by next week's episode, we'll talk about which stocks we chose because you can buy fractions of a stock. You don't have to put a hundred bucks at all in one stock. So. You could pick like ten dollars each stock. You could put five dollars a stock, two dollars, one dollar. It doesn't matter. You do fractions. But I want to see what companies you think will be good growth companies, and I'll do okay. value companies, companies that I think are undervalued, and we'll see which one does more. It makes right. more money. So I have to open up a what a what account? It's called M One Financing. Okay. Is it going to be like? Uh, like Robinhood and E-Trade that where it takes a month to get your money that you already have put in there? No, 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 no. It's not like that. I have the app. Yeah. Let me find it's It's M1 and what it is is... Oh, let's see here. 
Uh, okay. Now I got to log in. I'll have to do that later. I don't even know what password I set up on okay. it. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. You could buy like fractional shares. You could buy ETFs. You could buy indexes. You could buy all the stuff. And there's no management fees and there's not, there's zero fees. So it's a nice way to, it puts everything in like a pie. And it says, oh, what, what stocks do you want in your pie? You know, you want a certain percent of your pie to be tech stocks, a certain percent to be real estate stock invest, you know, but you can just okay. pick and then get the fuck out of here and then just go right to bam. I want growth stocks, baby. Aha! Let's do it. And then we'll, we'll do a little research. I can't wait to find out what Pike says for growth stocks. How embarrassing for you when I get real rich in the next week, you could, dude, you absolutely could. You could be picking bangers, bro. I don't know. I I don't do this. Like I said, I'm not I'm not a day trader. I'm not a stock invest. I'm more real estate investing. You know that. All right, let's get let's get right. to the news that matters here. Yes, this is the news that matters. Yes, this is the news that matters. Holy shit. Now I don't know how you feel about um now I know you're you're more uh left-leaning so as far as government handouts you're probably pretty supportive of that um wait a minute hold on I, you're if, just, just throwing me in a box here i'm kidding what are we I'm doing totally here kidding. what are we talking about now, we're goofing it's comedy finance that was the comedy part uh right. let's hand out some money then let's go baby All yeah that. well there's a guy his name uh we'll call him anthony ragusa Okay, just for story's sake. Uh, now he, <laughs> it will say he's from New York. All right. Oh uh, yeah, now, just pick a random a, guy from a random state. Sure, sure. Yeah. He's been accused of collecting disability benefits uh, for years now because back in 2013 he filed a claim claiming that he had fallen at work. He was an electrician, suffered a bunch of injuries, and as a result of that, he couldn't put on his shoes. Said he couldn't walk for more than 15 minutes. Couldn't even sit for a half hour. He was too disabled. It's a, so he's a been collecting life, money. Dude. Oh, it would be horrible yeah. if it were still true today. <sighs> but he's been, he's been busted. Now, how they busted him is that he is currently a, a competing bodybuilder. He also owns a business. All the while collecting government money paid for by you and me. And so it was somebody that he worked with were, were posting photos of him, uh, you know, like work lifting the most ridiculous amount of weight. And uh, somebody, somebody caught on to him. They're like, hey, asshole, you're not disabled at all. Nothing I hate more than fucking liars. You know, I mean, come on. It's in yeah. there lying. This goes back to the, yeah. The worst. It goes. It go, it's not that I, I care too much about the morals of it, like whatever, but it's just the fact that going back to the pop in the desk, I'm not doing it and I'm not benefiting it. So you don't get to either. So that's why I don't like the guy. <laughs> a fair He's assessment. got a pop in his desk. Yeah. 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 He's about to, he should have a pop in his back or his feet or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's the real issue. That's the real problem. <laughs> 
You think like what a chiropractor pop? I feel like uh, what I'm saying is if if he's still collecting dis disability, he should be made disabled. He, someone should go there and rough oh. him up a bit, you know, from the government. Be like, you've been collecting money. Well, it's time for our payment, bit. You know, uh, payback. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's time for our payback. <laughs> and they come in with like light oh, pipes. <laughs> come on, Ragusa. <laughs> See if that money was worth it now. You know, just start breaking kneecaps. And shoot him? Is that what the pop in the back was? No, I meant like, you know, like break him. Like Bane and oh. Batman, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. I think you this, this man should be, should be made disabled. And I'm not saying permanently. I'm just saying temporarily, you know, for the... Yeah. However long he's been scamming and scheming the federal mm -hmm. government for this money, he should have to be a little sore for that long, you know, for yeah. he's been ripping it off. How long? You said eight months? Well, no, it's been years. Oh, 2013. Been years. So eight oh. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think even some psychological disabilities, like put him through some Guantanamo Bay shit. Oh no! You're you know saying I mean? torch, like, torch. Okay, it's now turned into we're we're now just the mafia. Is what it is. We've now just <laughs> we've turned what, what, into yeah. breaking kneecaps and torturing the man and extorting <laughs> money from him. Is uh is what yeah. we've we're waterboarding him. Hey, what did he even do again? <laughs> what are we mad about? <laughs> <laughs> It took like six sentences for us to turn into terrorists, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that we are just that close to going full on. We're just a couple of commas away from being just international wanted men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good All old right. Ragusa. Well, uh, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get roughed up by the Gestapo, um, a.k.a. the IRS. Uh, well, good. I hope he's no. In all honesty, I hope he just pays it back. You know what I mean? That'd be great. Oof, With interest. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be, that's a tough ask. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of money. Yeah. Good point. He's got no cash. All right. Well, there you go. That's it for the show. Thank you so much for being here. Once again, if you did watch it over on YouTube, thanks so much. You can always hit that subscribe button. That would be wonderful that would be cool and if you're listening to this show definitely rate review subscribe sign up for the patreon that's always patreon.com slash sparks radio huge shout out to beer please for being the latest member of the special committee remember we're trying to get the 30 patrons and then we're gonna do on our next project pay him which is always project fun. pay him we're only four away so let's uh tell some friends okay send them this just Text it to them. Send a link. Be like, hey, man, love this. Are you a value or are you a growth investor? Do you wear underwear underneath your board shorts? Uh, would you rough up a man if you worked for the Gestapo IRS? Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, just text a buddy. And that is always huge. Tell a friend. It really does help. Follow this guy on all social media. It's at Pike Taylor Radio. Great dude. Great follow. Fun guy. Lovely chap. That's what I'm going to say. I'm at Sparks Radio on all social media. And once again, if you sign up for the Patreon, check your messages. Because I asked you what your address is. Don't go complaining to people. I'm trying to mail you these things, okay? I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to mail it, I'm going to mail it. 
I got the stamps. That's it for the show. Any last words, Pike? No. So's over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here. <laughs>